Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm going to start it. Mm-hmm. I know. Hey, babe. Yes, ma'am. What do most men want in a woman? Realness, authenticity, a woman that's intelligent, that... I'm not sure I understand it, but everything seems brighter now than before. Every time I hear your name. Get that foot down now. That's awesome. All right, done. You get a twist on this. Fine thing at work. And I don't so easily. Cause I don't wear my heart up on my sleeve. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same, but every time I hear Yes, man, we are excited. <laughs> For our premiere on the Evening Rush Network, man, I am Chad. This is my lovely wife, Linnell, and we're going to be here every Wednesday of the second, the second Wednesday of every month, dropping some gems for you guys when it comes to relationships and just life in general, honestly, you know, and we're just excited that you're here with us today. We're going to have a great show, but before we really get into it, I need y'all to do me a favor. I need you to like this subscribe, drop a comment, let us know where you're watching from, how many, how long you've been in that relationship that you're in or what you want out of your partner, drop some questions, you know, for us to engage and uh, answer, you know, because we want to really direct our knowledge toward the things that will help you the most. And we can't do that if we don't know where you are and what you need. Right. So drop that in the comments, uh, share this with somebody who you think it might provide some value to. 
And um, yeah, you know, I think today we are going to give you a little bit about who we are because we were on the Evening Rush Network twice or on their show twice. And we gave a lot about who we were. But if you missed that, we want to just take you down memory lane for a little bit, let you know who we are, why we do what we do and why we're qualified to help relationships. So, you know, I'm excited, man. Um, well, one, we're just together. Yeah. So we, yeah. we, we do everything together. Everything. <laughs> so that works out for us. Yeah. yeah. She's my favorite human. <laughs> I think I'm her favorite human. So uh, it, it works out. And uh, most days, most yeah, days, most days, <laughs> most days. There's always those off days, right? Um, so yeah, we, we have been together oh, for 27 years. I have known him since I was 14. He was turning 16, and we met in high school in a small town in Virginia. VA all day. Hey, if there's any VA people yeah. listening, please let if you're us on know. On the East Coast, let me know. All right, let me so know. then we dated. For a little bit in high school, but you know how that is. Like you break up high school stuff. Plus, there was a lot of racism going on in the town we lived in. So therefore, it wasn't popular for a white man to be dating a black woman. So at the end of the day, I was like, oh, you know what? He came from a really rough background. And I was like, I didn't want him to get any more trouble. So I was, I was on like, probation. Let's and- let me just break up. You don't need to be fighting nobody. He was all about it. So I was like, no, 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 no. We're not about to do that. So then once I turned, we turned, I turned 18, excuse me. And I think you were 19, turning yeah. 20, something like that. Yeah, then we kind of like made it official. Rekindled. And yeah. uh he took me on a date. He said, Hey, I want to take you out. And I was like, Okay, cool. I thought we was going to McDonald's. I'm not gonna lie. I said, he broke, he ain't got no money. And then he showed up at my house. And my parents, my mom was like, No, 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 no. You you need to go back and get dressed for like a real date. And I said, I am ready for a real date because Chatting on no money. She's like, he came up with some money, okay? Because I, have money. I promise you, he ain't taking you to McDonald's the way he dressed. And when I say he showed up in a three-piece suit, he had a dozen roses. At I 19 years correct, old, fellas. I'm just saying, like, when you trying to court a lady, that's how you show up. Yo, 100%. Let me tell y'all, I, we run into a lot of couples, of course, because that's like our thing, right? That's what we do. And a lot of y'all... You guys want to approach someone that you really like and you're not presenting yourself like in an A plus way, right? You you in the, the C minus D category. And D. yeah, and, and and you wondering why you can't either get the woman that you really want or you always attract somebody that ends up giving you a whole bunch of issues. So Take it from me, fellas. You might call me old school and this and that and the third, but I, I presented myself uh, the very best that I could. And not only does it give you confidence, but it shows the person that you are courting that they're in a different league, right? You don't just get dressed up, flowers, all that stuff are random. You don't do that, okay? You have to be special. You have to be different than all the other ladies or all the other fellas, depending on the situation we're talking about, you got to be different, right? Different category. And so when you present yourself like that, you are allowing them to, to see that you're expressing that message through your actions. And it will make a big difference in how that goes in that relationship. <laughs> At a different level. Because we have the date, we got to work the time, we brought me home, and the pieces, and that. And then 
But you know, a lot of people ask why we became coaches. Okay. And you know, let me, let me say this real quick. There are a lot of people out here that are coaches. Okay. On relationships. My, my problem is I, I've seen a lot of them on like YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, and a lot of these cats are giving you solutions that they've never practiced. They've never had to apply. They've never walked down the roads that they are coaching folks down. And I think that that's a little, I'm not saying that it can't work because, you know, if you're good, you're good. And if you know what you're talking about, I guess. But I think that there's nothing like experience. And that's what we bring to the table. You, you know, she said 27 years, but in that 27 years of us being together and knowing each other and doing life together, we have faced everything from racism to war and everything in between. And we're going to, you know, take a, a stroll and kind of bring you into that for a second so you understand just how much we've had to battle back through because everything that we're going to give you we're going to give you we're going to over this this episode and the next episode we're going to start giving you guys a recipe the ingredients to a recipe for success in your relationships but first i need you to understand what we were going through and how this same recipe that we're about to give y'all this is the same recipe we use to this day mm -hmm. and it has gotten us through things that i'm telling you most most couples would crumble going through okay and we don't want you to be most couples we want you to be the exception to the rule so that said all right <laughs> like she said we we got we got together and we've been together ever since um she was basically 18 and you know immediately we we found ourselves just faced with a lot of stuff and a lot of opinions and i'm not going to go mm -hmm too much into this but i'll just say this there's everybody seems to have an opinion about your life right and it's crazy because the same people trying to tell you what to do in your relationship can't hold a relationship the same people trying to tell you what to do with your money stay broke the same people that say hey don't don't take that risk on that job or or that entrepreneur thing they haven't had a steady job in a year two years six years whatever so it's it's funny because they can coach you through a lot of stuff, but they can't coach themselves. And that's a red flag. And we were being faced with that at a very young age. Everyone had an opinion about our relationship. And for a long time, we listened. Mm -hmm. You know, we were taking that advice. We allowed family, uh, pastors, oh, you name it, man, to come in and try to guide us. Right. <laughs> and we would listen. And it caused so many issues, mm -hmm. so many issues. And I think eventually in your life, you have to, you have to rock with what you got going on inside your feelings, your, what, the direction that you're feeling you need to go in and just trust that man. Yes. We were young when we got together and, you know, looking back, maybe we should have waited to get married. Maybe we should have allowed some things to to get right, like finances yeah. and stuff like that. And we admit that, but at the same time, we were following our heart. Right. And we've gotten to this point in our life. So ultimately it wasn't that bad of a, of a decision. We just had to 
learn some things along and we definitely the way. tried a lot of times actually in like just dating and being married to separate yeah we we had we try to be like okay i'm not gonna be with you no more i'm done it's over you know leave me alone <laughs> don't call me you know don't come by like we tried but we never could stay away from each other i've always told him that i felt connected to him like in a different time zone like in a you know like i met him like in, in a different life yeah or in a like different life or something other. like i just um, knew him i felt yeah. like this connection this peace this energy with him that i never felt with anybody else like i don't have to be like all on him he doesn't have to be all on me and yet i still feel this you know this energy connection between us he could be across the room and we could just look at each other and yet it's just me and him in that room even though we could be surrounded by 50 million people yeah. it's just me and him and I think that's something that was really rare and special that yeah. we both have and connected us always to each other. And, and that happens when you listen to your heart. Now, I'm not saying listen to your emotions necessarily because emotions change. Mm -hmm. Lust and all of that, like, you know, there's a difference between lust and love. Amen. And you definitely have <laughs> to make sure that you're you're siding with the love rather than the lust. So you have to do some soul searching in this and make sure that this is really your heart telling you to go left or right instead of just uh, an emotion that's going to change in three months or whatever. So just remember that as well, because love, true love is a decision. And I'm yes. going to drop that nugget right now. There, there was, we about to go into it for like the first 10 years of our marriage. It was rough, y'all. <laughs> like I said, we, we should have waited on some things and we should have in some senses, but looking back, we wouldn't have the recipe we're going to give you guys if we hadn't faced those things. So better us than y'all, right? But, <laughs> uh, now we can just share share y'all share it with you all right. so you don't have to go through it. We got married at a very young age and we got married with two kids. Well, one and a half. So I was pregnant walking down the aisle, six months at that. And he was ready. Let me take that. He was ready to marry me. He was ready to marry me, I think, probably the day after we went on our first date. Uh, that might be a little too early, y'all. A little too early. But I knew I knew I liked her. A lot. I knew she was different. So, yeah. Okay. Well, he was ready to marry me very soon. Okay. I'll say that. Uh, sooner than what I was expecting, nor was I ready for. And I should have said no. I really should have said yes to the engagement, but can it be a very long engagement until I feel like this is the right time? And I didn't say that. And I felt pressured, especially once we, once we ended up getting pregnant with our second child. Then I felt like, ooh. There was so much pressure on me from some of his family members, from my family members, just saying like, now, you know, you guys got a second baby and you guys are young. You obviously want to be together. So why don't you just go ahead and get married? And, and they the, threw the God into I it mean, you know, they're like, well, what guy would say? You better get married. <laughs> so, you know, we went ahead. We did. We got married. And I'm telling y'all, as soon as we came back from the honeymoon, I was mean and I was. You would have really thought I had done something to this woman. Yeah, you would have. Right. And, and what's crazy is on the honeymoon, we were having a blast. We were having a great time. Everything was cool. The ride up there, the ride back was straight. And then we, we had to move into like low income housing because we didn't have any money. And as soon as we moved into our apartment, it was like, World World Three, but Man. I mean, he really was a great guy. He still is a great guy, really is. But it was me. I was really unhappy with the decisions that I was making for my life, and it took me a very long time to own that. 
to really see reality for what it was and say like, I needed help. I should have said, you know what, regardless of I am pregnant with the second child, I will marry you one day, but right now this is not the right time. Let's just have this baby. Let's continue to go on with life and let's see what happens. But I didn't do that. And I listened to everybody else around me say, no, this is what you should do, which made me more miserable. Yeah. And I took it out on him as if he was the issue and he wasn't. And we went through a lot for, you know, the first 10 years. Not that, (laughs) not that he was, you know, he didn't have his moments. Oh no, because I, because I got to a point where that's, that's why I cheated. And, you know, we, we coach people through cheating because I cheated in our marriage first. She encouraged it. I'm not going to lie. You know, she, she definitely, she even bought like the condoms for me to go do it. That's how, that's how much of a dick she was to me. Right. Like she was like, I don't give a shit. Go do what you got to do. Here you go. Right. And I was like, you know what? Okay. And, and, uh, and man, I, but I, really I bet you there's was... some men that can relate to that because you're like, Oh really? Well, if that's what you feel, I'm going to go ahead and do that. But I really wasn't thinking the kind of guy he was, I really wasn't thinking he was going to go out and do anything. I just figured that he was bluffing. I'm but he's action. also honest. Let me tell you this. This is the thing about him. Okay. So we're in a really heated argument. And he's like, it's over. I'm done. You know, like I I don't want I can't take this no more. We all the way in Germany, by the way. Okay. So let's be let's let's yeah, keep that 100. He joined the army what six months after our daughter, yeah, like, six, like months six months after our daughter was born. Yeah. And he wanted a better life for us. And I get that because where we were living at, like he said, low income housing, it just really wasn't much for us to, you know, it was either drugs, factory or farmer. Yeah. And I wasn't farmer. I tried the factory, but that, that shit would drive you like mad for real. Like, no. So then he said, let me join the military. My grandfather's in the military. Let me see what that does. So he did. He joined the military and I was excited because I was like, yeah, well, let's travel. Let's get away from here. Let's do that. And we did, but it it didn't help that I didn't change. So it didn't matter where the location was yeah. that we moved to. The person has to be changed. The person has to be different. And because I wasn't, that's why we still had. Only thing we did was just take our challenges and just move it to another location. And I was getting to the point where I was feeling like some resentment towards, towards her mm-hmm. because I, I didn't feel like I deserved the way she was coming at me on a consistent basis. And, you know, like anybody, any, you know, no one can just keep taking the mess. Eventually, everyone has a breaking point, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Eventually, you just, you just can't do it anymore. Right. And, and that's where I was at around this time period. I was truly just done. I was like, she doesn't want to be with me. She's always mean. I don't want to be home. You know what? And there was a lot of girls that were making me feel the opposite of how she was making me feel. And I'm like, well, you know what? It was an easy decision at that point, especially when when she was like, here you go, go do it. I yeah. don't care. And then I did. I just was like, OK, if you go out and have a good time with your friends and I know what they were doing. So I was like, you know what? You should be safe and that way you don't have no more babies and that way you know what you don't get nothing and you know i but i was really hoping that he wouldn't do anything i was hoping that he was bluffing and he didn't and that really hurt that hurt a lot and i was like okay 
And then he left. He actually was deploying a few months after that. And so I stayed one because, well, where am I go? Right. I'm in Germany and I got to wait for the military to send me back home. So we stayed and he deployed. And once he deployed, me and the two kids came at the time. We only had two. And we was fighting for a long time overseas. The f phone calls that I would have, the lives, a lot of those would, would start, you know, battles. So that's stress alone because mm -hmm. you're separated you know, there's a lot of factors that are going into it. She's got the kids and having to be a single mom. Right. And then I'm over here in a war. And so there's stress on both parts. And now we have this tension in our, our marriage. So it, it was a it was a dicey situation for sure. But you know what? Then eventually we started talking. It was yeah. like closer to the end of the deployment. We started talking and we didn't really work out anything. We just started talking again. And then they called me up from his unit because I was still married to him. So we didn't divorce. So they were like, legally, we have to tell you what's going on. You know, he's coming back. So I came and I actually went to go see him when he came back after his 18 month um, tour. And, you know, we rekindled. <laughs> Been a long time. And uh, we rekindled. And you know what? Then he had to stay in Germany. Cause that's where his duty station was. And I was, you know, still in Virginia with the kids. And then we were like, okay, are we going to work this out? We're not going to work this out. It's kind of like still trying to figure things out what we want to do. And then I remember he was like, uh, I got sick. Actually, I ended up with meningitis out of nowhere. And the Red Cross called and had him come home. Well, I started feeling better. And, you know, we got baby number three. Yeah, we never lacked in the bedroom, <laughs> all right? Even despite all the all crazy. The arguments, all the Like, that was one area. <laughs> it was like we were the, the king and queen of makeup sex, right? Like, it, we were an R&B song, okay, when it came to that shit. We, we would just, <laughs> that would be our, our, our makeup, for real. We're like, all right, well, I'll just lay it on you. And we'll, we'll, we'll say our, our amends. And, yeah, we'll be good until tomorrow. And then. We'll find something to fight about tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like, ooh, what's that movie? Uh, Why We Get Married with um, uh, Tyler Perry and uh, Tasha and her husband, Mike. That's what we are. That's what he will always say that. He said, man, I think she like makeup sex. Yeah. I think that was us. So anyways, you know, but we got baby number three. And we said, okay, let's go ahead. Let's work this out. Obviously, we need to be back together. So I moved back to Germany, pregnant with two small kids. And shortly after our daughter had a yeah. stroke. So I, if you saw the intro, it, it showed you our daughter walking for the first time. And, you know, that was due to a stroke. It, that whole thing turned our, our world upside down. But it was also like one of the best things in the world for us. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it taught us to move beyond the things that were holding us back in our relationship and to start being a team again. During those eight to 10 years where we were just at each other's throat, we stopped being friends. We always had a friendship, mm -hmm. right? Like we've been in each other's life since 14 and 15 years old. We were friends. And that was the one thing we never wanted to lose. But that was exactly what we were losing. Mm -hmm. We loved each other, but we didn't like each other. Right. Okay. And some of y'all probably going to resonate with this. I love them, but I do not like this person yes okay and that's that's where we were at but when our daughter had a stroke it was it was a bigger than that uh, you know her helping her forced us to come together to work together to communicate to 
battle the hospitals because two doctors from two states told us that she would never walk, talk, or eat ever on her own again. They had basically written her off. When that episode or that picture of her walking, that was me working with her. Okay. And while all this was happening, she gave birth. So in one room, I had her fighting for her life. In the other room, I had Linnell giving birth to our third son. And you're talking about a whirlwind of emotions. You don't know whether to be happy or sad because two kids going through two different life-changing events. We were separated because of the passport and stuff. You know, you can't fly a newborn without a passport. Uh, so, you know, we were separated. And during that time that we were separated, I sent my oldest son or we sent our oldest son to with uh, family to live. And I honed in on my daughter. I would work with her every single day. And the doctors didn't like me because I wasn't going to listen to all that negative BS that they kept on coming in the room talking. I didn't follow their instructions. I did because what your instructions is what settle, settle for my daughter being a vegetable for the rest of her life. Now you got the wrong one, man. You got the wrong one. So I was working with her every single day to walk and she finally walked. And that was the, the time where it was recorded in front of doctors and the doctors didn't believe that she was going to be able to walk and move her legs. And she did. And from that point forward, we just continued that that momentum. And she is 19 now. She trains dogs. She can eat, walk, talk, <laughs> skip. You know, she still has complications. She only has one half of her brain working. But the point is, is that we we had to come together yeah. and get through that. And then we had to put our energy towards something that was bigger than us. And it, it helped us get through our personal issues. Mm-hmm, 100%. Sure. Which then know. we didn't realize that it was about to be a n- more challenges yeah. brought to us, more obstacles coming towards us. But we needed to get through that first in order for us to deal with what was next. And it was always, I always say the universe knows, the universe knows all. So all the other do is just watch the path, watch the path. And so then come to find out our, our third child was actually born in Germany. And a year after he was born, he stopped speaking. And he was saying, mommy, daddy, hi, you know, a few things, but he just stopped talking. And I was figuring like, what's going on? He in therapy. Like, you know, I'm, I'm like, what, what's, what's happening with him? Like, he's like grimacing. He's like holding his breath. Like, what are we doing here? I was thinking, okay, is another child about to have a stroke? Like, I don't know. And uh, I just remember just crying, just crying yeah. because I was like, now we have two children in therapy. Right. And it's a lot. And I'm pre- so. Okay, so then you know we we get another moment. <laughs> yeah, I tell you these moments, boy. We get another moment, we right? Good at and that. Baby number four, okay, baby number four. Twelve months, fourteen days after dropping baby number three, and come to find out, our fourth child, which is our last. Uh, amen, amen. All the mothers out here, amen. My fourth baby, he actually ends up having autism. And he has like emotional, like, what do you call that? Like an emotional, um, not like dysfunction, but he doesn't know how to regulate his emotions. So he's screaming for like four or five hours at a time. It's like Mariah Carey, right? It's like Mariah Carey every single day for four or five hours constantly. And he's hurting himself. And, you know, it is hard to go anywhere with him. It was just a lot. And at that time we had, so we had three children in therapy 
the okay? same time. At the same time, mind you, we still have our oldest that is just looking for a normal life. What the fuck is a normal life? Right. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's what we had to say to him. Like, what is that? What's a normal life? This is normal. What does that look like? This is reality, right? You gotta look at reality for what it is, and this is reality. But we did our best to keep him. And everything that he wanted to do as far as soccer and instruments and school and any play that he wanted to join, you know, like I did my best, best to engage him into other activities with other children so that he didn't feel like my whole life was surrounded by being at therapy or staying at home because we couldn't really go a lot of places at first with our daughter because she was still having chemo. So come to find out she had vasculitis and she was on chemo to try to stop the vasculitis from that moving was, in her body. Yeah, that was and hard. so then we had to have everything clean. It was just a whole like scenario. It was like every day we were just going through with her and then the boys. And we didn't know what was right. We didn't know which way we were supposed to go with all this. Every, every step was one that had to be taken with faith. Mm -hmm. It really did. We had to have faith that we were making the right decision. And it's funny now because a lot of doctors are, are like, man, we're so proud of you for sticking to your guns mm -hmm. because what you did ultimately saved your, your kids from going backwards and maybe never having the ability to do what they do now. You know, we have our third son who was born in Germany, didn't speak for eight years. And, and every doctor mm -hmm. was like, won't speak, won't speak, just give him this. Give right. it, you know, it's yep. always devices or yeah, medicine. Always like, something no. other than really getting them through it right you know and and we just wouldn't settle and you know i think that non-settling attitude is what saved our marriage too because now we're starting to work together we're starting to become a team we like each other mm -hmm. and then we we started smoking bud <laughs> i'm gonna be honest we we, we started smoking sway and watching morning. sway in the morning that became our therapy okay if you if you need a therapy session okay <laughs> just get some get some bud Okay, lock yourself in the bathroom. Yeah, we we wet the the <laughs> towel and put it. We put the kids to bed. Wet the <laughs> towel, put it under the the door, and um, we would just sit there, listen to sway, start talking. And by the end, we were just talking to each other. It wasn't about sway. It wasn't about. It was just me and her, and we regained our friendship at that point because during the the therapies and all of that. It wasn't about us, y'all. It was about the kids. Yeah. It was about just figuring out a way to get through this, you know? And that was our time to make it about us. You know, we would do little things like we would walk around the atrium with when Talia had um, appointments, we would go get Starbucks and we walk around the atrium and we would begin to talk about, you know, our future and what we wanted and what we saw, vision or vision, visualizing what our future could look like. And these are those little moments that we were taking, but that, that time in the bathroom, <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't even smoke anymore. Right. But, but it was just that season in our life. That's what got us over the hump and allowed us to really begin to love each other again and like each other. Mm -hmm. yep, yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. But that being said, all right. We're going to go into the rest of this, and we're also going to give you a couple of the ingredients right after this commercial break. So stay tuned. 
Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chrissy, here to let you know that the Even Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys, so you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Even Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Even Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Get to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Download the app, all right? So that way you can uh, stay connected Yeah, to all this good content that's being put out on the network, right? All right, so we were into the where we started to really like each other. And I ended up getting out of the army. And we're on the up and up now. We're connected again. We're, we love each other and we like each other. Okay. But then I get out the military. I retire. I had a whole bunch of injuries because I was a combat guy. I was a U.S. Army sniper. And I, I just, I had a lot of injuries from combat. And I also faced some, some PTSD. And when I got out, it hit me like a ton of bricks. So I started riding motorcycles thinking that that would kind of free my mind and give me some type of therapy so I could be better for my family. Because at that point, I started drinking. I was drinking like a fifth of whiskey a night just to go to sleep. I could not go to sleep. I couldn't. I was just I had demons. That's why I call them as demons. I had some demons, boy. And, um, you know, at the end of the day. I started riding this motorcycle, not knowing that it would change my life forever not long after that an 18 year old kid not paying attention he was on his phone ran a red light and i was taking a left turn in an intersection at the same time on my bike and he plowed through me at 45 miles an hour he didn't touch the brakes until after he hit me somehow i recover and i'm good and about a year and a half later i decided to get back on the bike i had a lot of fear around the motorcycle and i was like no i'm gonna face that fear i think that's the army in me is just to face what i'm scared of so i faced it and this time i think i'm doing it the right way i got five other people i'm with and i'm on i-95 my east coasters will know what i-95 is and i'm i'm going south on i-95 in a minivan swerves into my lane at 65 miles an hour i can't even make this up hits me so hard that i end up flatlining I ended up in a construction zone uh, where they were widening I-95 and I flatlined twice. I've had over six surgeries. I had to learn how to walk. My right hand didn't work. I fractured my neck, severe TBI. I didn't even realize how swollen my head was, but I actually showed a picture of my wreck to because she took some pictures and the lady that I showed it to was like, oh my God, your head's like three <laughs> times its size. And I was like, yeah, man. But, you know, it was one of the best things that could have ever happened to us because that was the moment that I 
like dug deep within me. And I found, I feel God did, God did say, yeah, you're right, you're right, 100%. And uh, man, I started looking within, okay? And I, I began to, to find that there was more to me than what I had thought. And during this process, I overcame the PTSD and all the demons that had plagued me for so long, quit drinking, didn't want to do any of the things that I was doing before. And our relationship went from good to great mm -hmm. at this point, because I really found myself, and you know, I'm not going to go into my personal story, but I had a lot of things, even from when I was a kid, that, that trauma that followed me. And something that you, if you rock with us long enough, you're going to understand. We talk about how you bring that into your, your relationships and your partner acts like a mirror. You think it's them, but no, man, they're just reflecting the things that you never dealt with. And that was what was happening in our own relationship. But when I began to heal within and began to find that thing, our relationship really took off. And I'll be honest, Linnell's superwoman. She saved me then. She saved us uh, when we had the, uh, our kids fighting for their life. Like, and you know, we, we just, we were able to, to really see what matters. Mm -hmm. Right. And man, I'm telling you the relationship that we have now, I'm more in love today than I have ever been. And every day gets better. And that's what we want y'all to have. We want you guys to have a recipe that really sets you to in a place of constantly getting sweeter, right? Like, like the nectar gets sweeter every day. Okay. Rather than not saying that you won't have hard days, not saying that you won't have struggles and that life's not going to kick you because life's going to be life. But my God, what, what would your life like? Make them opportunities. Opportunities to love. Strong. Wealth. that we want to give you guys in the recipe one of the ingredients yeah one of the ingredients is mindset is mindset yeah your mindset uh to have a prosperous relationship the first thing you have to do is get your mind right a lot of us are really negative we have some some thought processes that aren't good and until you change your mindset you can't have anything else. I mean, our life didn't change, right? And that so was the first thing we that, had to do was, was just really work on our mindset. That's what he did. When he came from the hospital, I knew he was different. I knew there was something that I didn't know what had happened for those 14 days that I wasn't with him because it was during COVID when he got hit. But I knew that there was a shift and there was a change in him. 
And I knew when he came home, like I thought, okay, after, you know, seeing him, you know, kind of get up and start walking again. And he had a therapist come and, you know, we started to really work together. I was like, okay, he's good. Yeah. And I I was like, still, I was like, you want your liquor? You know, his friends are like, Hey, here's a liquor. And he didn't want to drink. Yeah. He wasn't into that. He didn't really want to smoke. He didn't want to do anything he was used to doing. And I knew there was a shift. I was like, yeah, there's something different with him and I can't figure it out, but I, I, I love it. I knew I loved it. I knew that I, whatever was about to happen within him was going to help our family. Okay. And everything else that was attached to us and was going to be in, in a greater way. And, and like, let me say this about your mindset until you start investigating the way your mind operates, you don't understand. You don't understand what you need to change. You just think it's normal mm. because that's how you've been programmed. Right. Okay. See, we have our, our conscious and we have our subconscious mind. I don't know if y'all know this, but 96% of every decision that you make is subconscious. Mm -hmm. In other words, you're not consciously thinking about the phone that you pick up right when you get up from, from uh, sleeping at night. When you wake up in the morning, you grab your phone, it's a subconscious habit. Okay. The way you respond to conflict, the way that you think about yourself as far as success or... Um, how you stack up against another person. All of this is mindset. Okay. And there's some automatic responses that you have to begin to reprogram. I believe that I was dumb. I believe that I was inadequate all because of the way that I was brought up mm -hmm. and the experiences that I had throughout my life. Okay. And until you begin to shine a light on how you really think, mm -hmm. you don't even know that there's an issue. You don't know that it's wrong to, to think the way that you're thinking, but nothing changes until you change that. So mm -hmm. how can you begin to change it? That's really the question, right? <laughs> how do you reprogram this thing? Right. And I'm going to tell you one, what you put in through your eyes mm -hmm. and your ears. Okay. Matters a lot because there's, there's subliminal messages being imprinted into your mind every single day through tv through radio uh, through the things that you read the people that you hang around I was okay people yeah mm -hmm. uh, so in ensuring that you are putting in positive self self-development books you know positive things things that will challenge your thinking not things that confirm where you are if what you're putting in causes no change, causes your 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 ruffles or your feathers not to be ruffled, stay away from it. It's not going to help you. Okay, you want things to challenge the way you think, challenge the way you process life, challenge your beliefs. That's a big thing. Challenge yeah. what you believe because you we are conditioned at an early age. I think it's the age of seven is when yeah. yeah i think it's the eight yes the age of seven is when actually anybody that's around you starts conditioning you to, up be, to seven up to seven yeah it's, it's from birth to seven you're, you're like a sponge and they start and conditioning you, you to the way that it. you yeah to the way that you should be living life what you should be leaving believing in what you should be doing how do you do that you know all the way down like when you're picking your spouse right you pick it you like why do I, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm connected Preach. to you. Right. But yet I'm picking you. Then you look back at your family 
okay? And you look at your history with your grandmother and your mother and your aunties and all them, and you look at how who they chose and what did they teach you about, you know, who you're supposed to choose. Then you kind of are like, oh, damn, you know what? I was conditioned I this way, you know? Yep. And then you're like, I, you know what? But you can always change that. That's the thing. You can always change it. You can always shift that, but you have to choose that for yourself. You have to start identifying those things. That's what he's saying. Just identify what it is that you that doesn't serve you any longer. We always say that. Don't do anything. Don't say anything and don't be of anything that doesn't serve you. You should want to be in constant growth mode. Mm -hmm. Okay. What people don't understand is that the death, the journey is the actual destination. People like, well, if I get there, I'll change. If I do this, I'll be happy. If I get this, I'll, I'll be a better me. No, 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 no. The journey itself is the actual destination. Yeah, yeah. And when you can grab hold of that and say every day, I just want to be 1% better than I was the day before, you are well on your way. And you do that through what you put in. I, I write three pages a day, every single day. And people are like, well, what do you write? Whatever's on my mind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever's going through this between these ears gets put down at least three pages every single day. Okay. And you begin to realize what you really believe as you write these things down. Mm-hmm. Okay. About just your life. Okay. And, and then I began to meditate every single day and you can pray, you can do whatever you do. I, I'm not here to preach. I'm not here to, to, you know, tell you which way is the best way, because here's the thing, your way is going to be different than mine, but you got to find your path. You have to find your way to the summit. There's a many ways up top, uh, up a mountain. That's right. Okay. Find your way and stick to it. So I began to meditate. I began to look within. I began to find peace. Mm-hmm. And once you find real peace, you know, the Bible talks about peace that surpasses all understanding. The thing is, is that what that means to me is that I can dance in the middle of a storm. That's true peace. Not most of y'all, when you have a bad day, when things happen that, that you're not expecting, what happens? Your whole demeanor changes. You're sad. You're mad. You take it out on your partner. All of these things. Okay. Because you believe the storm is bad. This goes back to beliefs. You believe that this is bad. I don't believe that anymore. I believe this is needed. This is just a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. And this is going to strengthen me. This is going to make me sharper and better. And when I get on the other side of this, I'm going to have a different version of me presented. One that's stronger and Mm -hmm. brighter and more powerful than the one that came into the storm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That storm is not a threat to me. Mm It's my, it's, it actually helps me. And when you can understand that life changes, okay, life truly changes. And once you can change within and you can grab hold of that peace and stay in that peace, I promise you everything else in your life begins to replicate that peace. Okay. And we talk about it and you'll get to the bonus part of this, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that I'm telling you. Man, it's so powerful. And when we go back to beliefs, what do you believe a marriage is supposed to look like? Mm-hmm. What do you believe your role in that marriage is supposed to be like and why? Have you ever asked why? Why do I believe this? Is the reason I believe this because someone else told me that's right? Or is this something that's truly 
truly something that I believe, mm -hmm. okay, about life, about my partner, about whatever you're facing, okay? It's time to begin to write those beliefs down, to begin to investigate those beliefs and get to the, the whys behind these things. And then if they don't serve you, changing them. Mm -hmm. And it's a process. It and, and, and I'm not going to sit here and lie because you're programmed. Okay. But let me tell you something. If you can be programmed one way, you can be reprogrammed. What do we do with our computers? We reprogram it. And now it's got different data. It responds different to different touches on the, on the keypad. Okay. And that's what we want in our marriage. That's what we want with our kids. That's what we want at work. That's what we want in every area of our life. Mm -hmm. So that way we are seeing what's on the inside, on the outside of us in every facet of our life. Sorry, I get in awe of him every time he speaks. Because if y'all knew how he is when, not, when he's not in front of the camera, I'm he's quiet. so introvert. He's so quiet. I remember getting with him and people used to say, free, like, does he talk? My family came to me like, does he ever talk? I'm like, yeah, he does. He talks to me. I'm like, but <laughs> I guess I'm the only person he talks to. And my grandma, he always talks to my grandma. Uh, they have yeah. many conversations. But like uh, Kieran are there. Yeah, he's right. The peace and the joy that you will find when you start really working on your conscious mind, really start tapping into like what your conscious thoughts are and what you believe in, like he said, and you know, what serves you, what doesn't serve you, you know, the conditioning. We that's what we did. We just worked on changing what was conditioned in us for so many years. Yeah. Okay. And when you do that, life in itself will change around you. You don't have to do much of anything, but just work on yourself. Then the universe does what it's supposed to do, which is, oh, this doesn't serve you anymore. I'm moving this out your way. This doesn't serve you anymore. I'm moving this out your way with you, without you having to do one thing besides just work on you. And I want to clarify something. Mindset is the first, uh, first ingredient. Belief is the second. Oh, amen. Okay. They're not the same. No. All right. Strengthening your mindset. Okay. Cleaning your mindset empowers you to change your beliefs. Yes. If your mind is weak, your beliefs don't change. It's, it's literally impossible. I think maybe, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I've never seen it, it take place without a fresh mindset on life. Okay. So we always recommend tackle one thing at, at, at a time. You don't have to master the whole recipe you got to get one ingredient at a time. Learn that, know that, become one with that. Have it playing in your life on autopilot and then begin to work on the next the next thing because that next thing is just as hard. The second thing is your belief system. Okay? Why you believe and 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 why you see life the way that you see it. Okay. And what are you seeing yourself too? Yeah. Like, how do you look at yourself? What do you believe within yourself? We had to tackle that. It was the second Yo, thing we had hard. to work on. We had to really look at ourselves and go, oh my God, like, why don't I like this about my eyes? Why don't I like this about what I look like? Why do, why do I think about this like this? Right. Why do I feel this way? You know, oh, the, sto the stories, the stories that, come, that, that you tell yourself, the way you believe. that was a huge Ooh. thing. I really would have saved my marriage for the first 10 years if it wasn't for the stories that I was telling myself over and over again, which was keeping me miserable within myself. Okay. Which then that reflected because it was with internally and it just 
came out externally towards my husband and towards my family. And that's all it was. It was me telling myself these stories that I truly believe were happening as reality, even though they weren't. And that became her reality. And that though. became my what reality. What was happening in here played out out here, even though it wasn't true. Right. Okay. The things that you were telling yourself, mm -hmm. it, I mean, it is mind boggling. Well, they did this. So that means, and then you, your mind just runs with it. Yeah. Okay. And that's why we say you really have to conquer your mind. Okay. And, and bring it into submission. So that way you can see lasting change in the other areas of your life, because the mind it is powerful. It does. It, it, and you think about it, every evil thing that's ever happened in this world is behind the human mind. The human mind caused wars. The human mind uh, is, is the creator of poverty. It is the human mind. Okay. And so it's not a bad thing when used the right way, mm -hmm. but 95% of us don't know how to use our mind to our advantage, to help us elevate in the other areas of our life okay and that's what we want you guys to begin to do so begin to put those fresh concepts challenge the concepts that that you've been taught from from a, a youngster right challenge those things all right because let me tell you something it does not have to be like that and that's what you have to understand there's more than just what you've seen okay there's different angles there's 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 different sides to this thing we call life and you have to begin to explore the different sides you'll be surprised how much enlightenment enlightenment that you get from just exploring other dimensions of life i i started i was brought up being a christian right and i was taught that if you didn't believe in jesus you were basically going to hell and I couldn't trust you. Right. It was extreme. I was taught extreme stuff when I was, when I was a kid. And as I began to open my mind, I began to explore different things, different religions, different, different people from different backgrounds. And I realized that, man, there's a lot of great people just because they don't weren't brought up the way I, I was brought up. Doesn't make them bad. It doesn't belief system is not like right. yours. Yeah. Like they can just believe like Buddhism, you know, I was brought up similar to him um, in Christianity at the same, like, you know, you, you don't, don't read anything from a Muslim. Right. So you get, then Buddha's horrible. Like it's just Jesus. And that, that's it. That is it. But that's not what God's about. God created all of, all of us, all of us, all of us. And when you begin to see God in everyone yes. and everything, mm -hmm. I promise you, you're on a different level in your life. Okay. Because the God that we love, the God that, that we serve, he's not looking at all these other people and saying, Psh, Psh, Buddha. Right. Huh, right. Or whatever. Okay. And I know we're kind of off topic here and, and but this does play a, a part in your relationship because if your mind is all wound up weird. Okay. Like mine was like hers was, mm -hmm. and you're playing these stories out. You don't believe in yourself. You believe that people in situations are out to get you that your obstacles aren't opportunities that they're, they're there to stop you and destroy you and to keep you from what uh, someone else has. Okay. How do you think that's going to play out in your everyday interactions with other people? It's going to play out the same way and you're going to produce negative outcome after negative outcome. And what's even worse, and this goes into a, an episode or a, another um, ingredient, but you're going to have to begin to stop blaming everybody else and start looking at you. 
Okay. And that, and that is something we're going to get into a, a little bit later, but I'm telling you, I cannot, I can't stress enough your mindset and your belief. Find peace, find who you really are, not what everyone else said that you are. Find you. Okay. Hold on to that. Dwell in that. And then allow that to begin to influence the reality that you call life. And you will see doors open up. You will see things that you never even thought possible to begin to take place in your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. They told me that I would not walk for 18 months after my wreck. 18 months, y'all. That whole time that I came back from the hospital, I was working on my mind. I was working on my belief system. And through that, I began to visualize me walking. I began to tell myself, I will walk. Not, not I might, I will. Mm-hmm. I will do this. Mm-hmm. Or I am. How many, yo, one of, the, one of the two most powerful words that you can ever say is I am. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to do some homework before uh, next month's episode. How many times do you say I am and then follow it with something negative? I'm tired. I am not good enough. I am broke. Whatever. You fill in the the blanks. When I did that, I found myself saying I am in the negative stuff so much. I am not good enough for my wife. I used to think that. Mm -hmm. Change those things. Become Mm -hmm. kind. I love what she said. Because how, how do you really change your subconscious? You begin to expose it by making conscious thought towards those things. Mm-hmm. You're you're bringing it to your conscious awareness. That's right. Okay. And that takes investigation and work as we've been saying. But as you do that, you can begin to fill the I am with positive things. I am blessed. I am strong. I am capable. I am I, worthy. Right. I am loved. I st- you know, I implemented when we were going through this mindset shift and, and the self-belief, I implemented three steps. And that was one to find myself. I really wanted to find myself. What does that mean? Find yourself. Find out who it is the creator has set within myself. Why am I here? What do you want from me? You know, what can I do for you here on earth? I'm here for a reason. How can I be the best version of myself? How can I be the best wife? How can I be the best mother for these four kids that I was able to to bring here on earth? You know, how can I be the best friend? Just the human being possible. The next thing was I had to start loving myself for all of who I am, right? For all the all the mishaps, right? For all the mistakes I've made, for all the lessons I need to learn each day, for just forgiving myself for things that I know better not to do and say, but yet I still make mistakes and do them. I had to forgive myself and I had to just love myself with all of who I am. And the third thing was to like myself. I really wanted to say, I like me. I like me for who I am. I like the way I talk. I like the way I move. I like the way I, I look. Though I like everything, right? Because I'm perfect. When God looks at me, he's like, God, you're so perfect. What are you talking about? Why are you allowing people to tell you something other than what, what I told you you are? Yeah. I sent you down here and you're perfect. And so when you do that and you start looking at yourself like that, you're like, I know myself. I love myself and I like myself. Psh, can't nobody tell you nothing different. Right. And life in itself gets easier. Okay, because then once again, your internal self, right? Internally, you're able to externally show that. Mm, preach it, girl. So when you do that, then when things and challenges, obstacles are thrown at you, it's like at ease. 
that's why we call bulletproof marriage because everything that was thrown at us it was like a ricochet like oh we can handle that yep we could deal with that sure what's the next thing because we knew that we were always going to evolve we knew we were always going to get through we knew we were always going to stay solution oriented you're always going to hear me say that solution oriented in everything in life because that's all we knew how to handle life was being solution oriented. We couldn't stay in the mess. We couldn't stay saying, yeah. okay, we're going to agree with you on what our, what was happening with our daughter. Yeah. We hear what you're saying. You're doing your job. Congrats. Good job. I want you to keep practicing, right? You just can't practice on my daughter. Right. That's it. We did the same thing with our kids and we did, and we did the same thing with him. And that's why he's sitting here right now talking to you the way he is. Right. Because I mean, up to them, yeah. he shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing. He none should not of be doing none of this stuff right at all. Okay. He's still surprising the doctor till like last month when we saw him, and it's amazing how you can just transform your life. Okay, if you find yourself, love yourself, and then like yourself. Yeah, and the one thing I'm gonna say before we we cut this right is one of the the best ways that I began to change my mindset is I created new routines in my life. Okay, I got up earlier than I normally did. And I set up a routine where I read 10 pages a day, every single day. Mm -hmm. I write three pages a day, every single day. I meditate for 30 minutes a day, every single day. And by the time I get done with that, I am prepared for the day. And I walk into that day, a better version of me. And I have a higher probability of being able to hold that mindset throughout the day. Okay. And apply that to the obstacles and the things that I'm facing every single day. Now you do it however you want to do it, but I would highly encourage a routine that pushes you toward the version of a person that you want to be toward that best self. Okay. And if you don't know who that is, you need to do some soul searching and find out what does that look like for me. And what I'll say is that in our marriage, he just started doing it on his own. He didn't push me to do it. He didn't force me to do it. He just was the example. That's all he did. He just led with with an example. And when I started seeing him, you know, his world shift, I started seeing the way that he he handled things. I wanted that for myself. And I was like, okay, let me, what, what you doing? Let me just go ahead. So let me, let me write. Okay. I can journal, you know, okay. Reading. I was okay. Let me pick up a book. Let me read, you know, next thing you know, we got four kids. What they start doing? They come in, they meditate with Crazy. us. Okay, Crazy. what do they do? They read now. Okay, they, it, because we just lead by example. We're not forcing them to do anything that they don't want to do for They're themselves. Not, yeah, because stick. why it won't stick? It's a it's 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 a it's a habit that you're forming for your own belief. You know, like you're choosing this for yourself. So you want to do this. So you'll stick with it more. If you're forced to do something right, it's not going to last. And so when we just started implementing these things in our, in our life and just started being the example, then they were able to see the changes within us. And then they started putting it in, in the course for their life. Yeah. And, and thank you for all the, the, the comments from Nisha. God is the last say, and I appreciate you saying that we are, are great parents and partners. All right, Sean, uh, God definitely saved me. TK, yes, sir. Right. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate every single one of you guys. We hope that this week and the rest of this month is a blessing that you elevate in every single area of your life. Remember, um, you guys can reach us at um, My Bulletproof Marriages on Facebook, Instagram. If you ever want to DM us and need our opinion on something, right? Or just want to reach out. We would love to hear from you. And definitely tune in the second Wednesday of every single month. 
all right because we will be here live and next time i encourage y'all to go ahead and call in because we would love to hear y'all's voices and answer what y'all got going on all right that said we love y'all family and we can't wait to see you next month all right love you fam bye Not sure I understand it, but everything seems brighter now than before. Mm. I don't know why I feel this way, but every time I hear your name, all my worries disappear. Yeah, it's all because of. Yeah. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl Chrissy here to let you know that the Even Rush Network now.